0: You're listening to The Man Project Podcast with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? We're here twice a week to empower you
1: to reach your full potential
0: so you can live life on your own terms. Subscribe to our podcast or download our free app in the iTunes Store or Google Play. Find it all at manprojectpodcast.com. Now, back to the show. How do you go from hopeless to limitless? How do you shift your perception from seeing nothing but your negative circumstances to realizing that you are living in a time of endless opportunity? That's what today's interview is about. I'll be talking with international speaker and lifestyle entrepreneur Jeremy Bellotti about his journey from desperation and despair to living a life of success. More importantly, you'll learn what mindset you need to have to achieve your goals in today's rapidly changing world and what actions you need to take to make your dream a reality. All right. What's going on, Jeremy? Welcome to The Man Project.
1: Good to be here, man.
0: Awesome. And Jeremy, we like to get things rolling with a quote, and I know you have an amazing one for us.
1: Absolutely. No, I love this. One of my mentors and heroes, whatever you want to call it, Joseph Campbell. And the quote is, life has no meaning. Each of us has meaning and we bring it to life. It's a waste to be asking the question when you are the answer.
0: Wow. I love that. But... I want to hear why, how it motivates you, how it's part of what we're going to talk today. Can you just elaborate on why that quote is so meaningful to you?
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, to me, it just represents really what we're truly doing here. It creates a purpose. It really drives home the fact that you are the meaning in life. You are all the abundance that you could ever hopefully imagine possible. You create that. And I think too many people look at outside sources to kind of find inspiration when if you just simply looked within, you have more than enough inspiration coming out of you and flowing on a daily basis to be able to create all the abundance you could ever imagine in your life. And for me, that's what that quote truly represents is, you know what, when you wake up in the morning, you're able to make the decision of conquering your day or succumbing to all the illusory boundaries that you want to put up in your way. And so you have that choice. And so you have the ability to really be the captain of your fate
0: yeah that's powerful stuff and for you listening if you've never heard of joseph campbell he wrote an amazing book called the hero's journey that star wars is well actually it's the mythology that's been passed down from generation to generation and all types of cultures and
1: it's fascinating that actually in my undergraduate I ended up taking a history of cinema class or something like that and it delved into the psychology of cinema over the years and really just storytelling in general over mankind if you will and everything has that same pattern and this is one of the things that Joseph Campbell had like really kind of hit on when it came to not only just general topics but world religions and culture and everything it's that we're all having the same conversation It's just we're using different dialect to get to that higher consciousness and really be able to delve into that level of transcendence of why we're here, what we're doing, and really what is the purpose behind creating the abundance in your life.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And I know this conversation, it's starting out like, yeah, we're so evolved and we're creating our meaning to our life and all this amazing stuff that you've shared with us, Jeremy. But it didn't start that way for you, did it? You have a really powerful story. By the way, Jeremy has done a TED Talk which we'll put up so you guys can watch it. Very powerful stuff. But Jeremy, I'd like to hear about that time, like how you got to where you are now. You're in such this great place, but like in your TED Talk, you mentioned you were on the road with everything that you owned in your car, just not knowing what to do. So can you take us through that story?
1: Absolutely. I mean, sometimes abundance is created out of ashes, unfortunately, (laughs) and I also want to make it very clear that even now, you still go through struggles, you still go through, sometimes you don't want to wake up in the morning, you still go through those points in life where you get frustrated, you have doubt. Those never go away. And another quote that I absolutely love, and I can't remember who specifically said it, I think it was Brian Tracy or somebody like that, and it is, motivation does not last but neither does bathing, and that's why it's recommended daily. (laughs) I like it, man. Yeah, I know. I always love that quote because it just, again, it represents what your mindset should truly be, is that it's always a daily challenge, and you should embrace that because that's really what makes it fun because it's better than being bored, right? You have something to do during the day when you wake up. You have the challenge to face and to overcome. I just want to make that clear. It's that you create transformation, and then all of a sudden you can just live the rest of your life in this pure bliss. But the real foundation of all of this was absolutely that drive. I had a nine-hour drive up the east coast of the United States, which gives you certainly a lot of time to reflect, and it really allowed me to touch on that first barrier, if you will, of transformation, that first level of transformation, which is simply just self-awareness, and really being able to see what your role in your life and in your circumstances really are, and instead of looking out, again, you know, looking out and seeing what everybody else is doing to create all these things in your life, and you're blaming the economy, you're blaming other people and all this stuff, and you have no intellectual honesty as to where you kind of put yourself, what role that you had in all of this. And when you can humble yourself to really look in a self-reflective way in some level of introspective thought, you really start to realize that it's actually very empowering because you start to realize that you have the ability to actually transform your life in either direction and one thing that I really think about is fear and how powerful fear is right you know just think about it if you're let's say you're listening to this in a coffee shop right now look around right now and look at the people in that room and you probably have more than enough knowledge expertise and creativity to literally transform the world you probably have writers you have maybe other fitness professionals and health professionals that could transform people's lives in a very profound way and yet some of them if not all of them are going to allow their ideas and creativity to die behind the facade of fear and those ideas will never be shared you'll never be able to be impacted by those ideas and the world the human experience doesn't get to reach another level because of fear. And so fear is a very powerful thing. Well, fear is that powerful that it's going to hold you back from creating this in your life. Imagine what you could do if you become that fear and you take its power. You now become something that literally can do anything. And you start to realize that you have that ability. So that drive for me was really a deep understanding of the inner power that you have to really be able to just choose, choose your direction and create your path.
0: That's really powerful stuff. And Jeremy, I'm curious, man, like, what was it that made that switch for you? Like, what was it something you listened to, something you read, a thought thinking about your past? What was the switch that made you say, you know what, I'm going to choose from this point on to take control of what I'm going to do in my life. I'm not going to blame my family, my external circumstances, the economy, whatever. I'm going to keep taking action towards something until I'm happier. (laughs) So what was it for you?
1: Yeah, no, it's interesting you ask that because, again, I just want to be very clear that it's never necessarily just one aha moment. And then all of a sudden, within seconds, your whole life, it's like you move from one realm to another and you just start creating this incredible life. It's always a process, and I think too many people think that it is just an easy aha moment and then you can shift into this whole new world. And that kind of creates a little bit of a misconception about the real work and the real impact of transformation. It takes time, you know, it takes you being able to have the perseverance and the tenacity to really get over so many different things that are gonna be thrown your way whether it be from your family telling you can't do things or friends or just your inner environment that you've created, you need to be able to shift out of that. And sometimes it's not just simply as easy as saying, okay, I don't want this anymore. And boom, now you have this incredible lifestyle. So it wasn't necessarily one particular moment. It was more of a culmination of moments that allowed me to recognize that I cannot waste minutes and there's too much to be giving when I found myself in positions of taking all the time. So it was more of a slow transformation. There were certainly moments that I can look back in hindsight and say, wow, that definitely had a huge impact on me. And one of them in particular I mentioned in my TED talk, which is my first assignment in my first master's degree. I ended up, goodness, it was like 10 or 15 minutes before <laughs> the assignment was due and I had to go to class and like I was in the library like writing this thing and I'm like halfway done with it. And I almost, I can't even explain to you how close I was from just literally walking away and saying, you know what, this isn't for me, like, I'm just not going to do it, I'm just going to quit. And the reason for that is because I had gotten in such a routine, if you will, of quitting. Up until that point, I was in the position that I was in. It was just like everything, if any type of challenge came my way, it was just like curl up and die and just walk away and not even face it. And so this was a huge challenge for me. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. Grad school's not for me. I'll find another path. And that was a very distinct moment in the sense that I immediately thought to myself, you know what, I've been doing this for too long. Let me just try and do something else. Let me just try and do the opposite of what I would normally be doing. So I ended up finishing that paper Turning it in, you know, not thinking anything of it. And a few days later, the professor ended up catching me in the hallway. And just what he said to me was something that I'll never forget. And it was essentially, paraphrasing, that he was excited to see what I would be able to create. Because he was so impressed with the amount of just emotion and connection that I had within my writing. And that was definitely something that stuck out in my mind. And in hindsight, it's like, wow, I think that's really what inspired me to even just continue moving forward with the master's degree.
0: Wow, that was a moment where you broke past that pattern of always quitting. And when you finally turned it in, your professor was like, "Wow, he saw the potential in you." Yes. And that would have never happened had you given up. And Jeremy, I know I asked you a couple of questions. You're like, uh, let me just make sure that everyone understands. Is <laughs> it's, it's not like you get to the peak of the mountain and then you just sit there and meditate on how amazing and blissful your life is. It's- well,
1: absolutely. And the reason I wanted to do that, Ted, because actually I've listened throughout this process even, I've listened to so many, whether it be podcasts or radio interviews or TV interviews or read books or whatever, and they almost paint that picture. Unless you clarify, you can have a misconception that it's, oh, it's so simple. And again, I think it's almost the beauty of it is that it's not simple and that you're going to be facing challenges, and that you're going to have to overcome massive hurdles to be able to achieve something incredibly impactful and meaningful in your life. I think that's like the most powerful thing. So I don't want to leave that out, because I think that's the most impactful thing about it.
0: Right. No, and I thank you for that, because people ask me sometimes, and like you, I went through my own process of getting over some BS that was holding me back in my life. And yeah, I had listened to like The War of Art by Steven Pressfield like 10 times in my car before I actually just got over that resistance which he talks about in the book and started doing the work that I needed to do. But let's talk about that for a second. Like, what is the work that we need to do? I have guys who listen to this show who are in their early 20s and they got no clue what -hmm. they wanna do in their life. And I have guys in their 40s Who want to change the way their life has been and they want to go on and change bad patterns of behavior. They want to feel more fulfillment. I mean, what would you say to the guy who's listening to this right now? Like, okay, so it's not just one thing that happens and everything's just happy and awesome afterwards. What would you say to that guy to like get him to get started and to get him aware, like, what type of work he's going to have to do to embark on this journey.
1: Yeah, no, I think it comes down to, again, that level of self-awareness, number one, especially when it comes to, let's say you're in college and you know, you're know you in your younger 20s and you're not exactly sure what you really are going to be creating. I think it just does. It comes down to a heightened level of self-awareness, which really, interestingly enough, can be derived from your ability to create connection and be able to get out in the world and see things and open your mind to what's truly possible. And for me, I wish that would have happened a little bit earlier. I mean, I didn't really truly get out and travel and be able to kind of open my horizon in terms of seeing the world until i was in my mid to late 20s and started my my first master's degree which was in international relations i think that's critical absolutely critical because it allows you to start seeing what's possible and when you can start seeing and feeling and touching and smelling what's truly possible you start getting an idea of what your true potential can be and what you can start creating. It kind of opens up some different options for you. So I think that's absolutely critical, number one. Number two, being able to have some level of self-awareness as to what that represents in your life and be able to have a critical mind as to what really matters to you. So being able to identify a purpose, I think, is just as important as recognizing that you must have a purpose right? Because a lot of people might think, okay, yeah, of course, I need to have a purpose. But how do you identify that? And how do you connect with it? And then how do you allow it to become part of your being, where every single moment of the day, it's like dedicated to creating that in your life? I think it's absolutely critical. Those are probably the three keys, I would say, if there are keys to success, if you will, it would be self-awareness, really opening up a wider scope of opportunity in terms of traveling, in terms of connecting with people, in terms of building relationships beyond what you might be considered as your box, if you will. And then also some level of self-identity and really being able to be clear about that. And like, yeah, like when it comes down to a box, I mean, I like to talk about takes more than just thinking outside the box and kind of peeking into what's possible. You literally have to burn the damn box down and basically (laughs) create a rocket ship out of the scraps. I mean, you literally have to go a whole new direction from what you're used to because that's really going to create breakthroughs.
0: Yeah, that's well stated. And I couldn't agree more. It was definitely, I think I've always been good about knowing myself, but I've always been very poor about connecting with people and getting Mm. out there. And I mean, I've wanted to travel, but it was hard for me being a personal trainer and leaving my clients. And although I did a fair bit of it, but connecting with people, we don't have to even travel to connect with people. You and I connected over Facebook just and completely I, randomly.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's kind of, we might actually get into this a little bit in, here hear a little bit in terms of the innovative technology that allows us to essentially, again, as a human experience, be able to heighten the level of Consciousness, but also connectivity, right? So, again, me and you probably would have never met 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But now, our level of abundance in terms of connection, in terms of communication, in terms of relationships, has now been heightened simply because of interconnective technology. And I think that's a very powerful thing. And just in terms of relationships in general, I actually, my first master's degree was in international relations. So I ended up working with an international organization based in Monaco and chaired by Prince Albert. We focused on utilizing sport to facilitate global development projects. So I was able to really connect with a lot of influential global leaders around the world, spent time in Africa, spent a lot of time in Europe. And that alone did two things. Number one, it allowed me to see how it kind of demystified the whole celebrity and that whole realm of, oh my goodness, can you really connect with those types of people? I mean, I literally went from a master's degree internship. I was in Indiana at the time, and I was in the local Senate. I was an intern at the local Senate. And I went from like this low-end intern. Within like a few months, I was actually talking directly with the king of Lesotho, basically having him listen to me about what the development opportunities in his country are.
0: Wow, (laughs) pretty amazing. That all came
1: through. Yeah, it's incredible. and It all came through the connection that you have and the connection that you can create simply by allowing yourself to get in a situation where you can put yourself out there.
0: Yeah, and that's such an amazing opportunity that you had where you did this internship and then you went to Monaco, which is on my list of places to go. A couple of my clients actually moved there. It sounds pretty amazing. It's
1: another world, man. It's It's a beautiful place. But the French Riviera, Southern France is like one of my favorite places in the world. It's absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. But that also gave you the perspective of different cultures, of talking mm. to different people, seeing their perspectives. And I feel like, especially here in the US, we're very myopic with what we think, what we believe, and what we've seen in the world. It mostly comes to us via the media, whether that's on CNN or Fox News, or whether you're like a lot of people these days, they get their news from Facebook, right? Yeah. Or other social media. But let's talk about social media. You're about to do another TED Talk very soon. And by the way, guys, you should check out Jeremy's TED Talk, which will be on the show notes. You can also check him out at jeremybelotti.com. That's Jeremy, B-E-L-L-O-T-T-I.com. And check out what Jeremy has going on. It's pretty amazing. But Jeremy, let's talk about, for the guy who's listening, who is not going to do an internship in international relations and end up in Monaco, (laughs) he doesn't have to do that yet if the resources or ability isn't there. He can connect via this amazing vehicle of communication called social media.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the things that is so powerful, About today's world and today's innovative technologies is that it does allow you to connect with people. I mean, you can reach out to somebody on LinkedIn or social media, again, who might be this celebrity figure in your mind, but again, those are simply just illusory boundaries that you're creating in your mind to hold you back from actually taking action and reaching out to that person. A lot of these people. Myself included, I mean, very open to hearing from people, especially people who are willing to add value, who are looking to expand the intellectual discussion or the idea of being able to create. And most people, most entrepreneurs, especially successful ones, love being around people with creative ideas. They love and they thrive off of connecting with those types of people. And if you can add real value, To them, then you're most likely going to get a response, and it's more than likely going to be very positive, whether it's getting an internship or whether it is getting a position or a partnership, whatever it might be. And I think what's cool about social media is that it's kind of opened up that level of vulnerability and that level of transparency where it again just kind of lowers and demystifies the celebrity of it. It allows you to kind of connect in a different way and I think it's done an incredible job of building that atmosphere and that environment that we can reach out to these people that we look up to and they're going to be happy and willing to be able to support your journey because that's what I'm passionate about. I mean, I know that's what a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've connected with are passionate about. They're passionate about giving because they know that that's what's gotten to them to where they are. And so when you reach out to them, again, if you're providing value, if you're showing them that you are someone who's genuine, who has a level of integrity that's going to push the discussion forward, you're going to get a response.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And that's how you and I connected. And that's how you're on the show. And I'm very (laughs) grateful to have you here as well. So I like how you say demystifying celebrity because especially in the US, if you're listening to this and you're in a different country, maybe you don't have it as bad here, but we really look up to celebrities and reality TV turns normal people into celebrities and we kind of worship them. And we don't realize that all these people from Richard Branson to the Duck Dynasty to Kim Kardashian to everyone who you see, I mean, they're just kind of normal people. And if you've got value to bring to the situation, maybe not just being a fanboy, but if you have an idea, like Jeremy is saying, if you've got value to give, then you should start reaching out to people. I love Uh, that because it's about taking action too, Jeremy.
1: Yes, definitely. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing to realize is that, you know, you talk about celebrities, movie stars, athletes, people you see on the news and on the media and everything like that and I would make a bold prediction and if it isn't already kind of shifting that way at the moment the real celebrities in the future if not again now and moving forward are going to be social entrepreneurs people who are creating businesses and creating impact for a specific purpose that relates to positive impact in the world and positive impact on other people's lives. And that's something that in terms of millennial marketing and reaching out to millennials and touching in an emotional way, connecting with millennials, that's how you do that. You have to be able to have some level of impact behind your brand and behind your message. And it can't just be buy my next product or buy my next service or whatever it might be. It has to have a message behind it. That's why things like, for example, the Chipotle Scarecrow video, I'm sure a lot of people have seen that or remember it if you haven't. It's an incredibly just brilliant video. And it's three minutes of animation with absolutely no words. There's nothing said during the entire video. But yet it feels like a 15-minute movie. And you have all these emotions that it touches upon and it's impactful and it says nothing about the brand during the whole video and until the end it just mentions that it's from Chipotle and that's really what's going to drive I think global entrepreneurship moving forward is having as the backbone of your business as the backbone of your being creating positive impact in the world
0: Man, that is so awesome to hear because I've worked with so many guys over the years who it's just like money, more money. Why do I need it? Cause I'm going to buy another car or another house. And then they come to me and they're out of shape. They're miserable. Not all of them. Of course, I've got some really happy, productive people, but so what you're saying is we're at a stage where it's got to mean something. Nobody wants to give you money so you can go have a $500 steak dinner anymore it's got to mean something you got to be doing something
1: it has to be meaningful it has to create impact and this is kind of really what we're touching on with fit life entrepreneur it's really reshaping what it truly means to live a fit life moving forward you know fit Life entrepreneur is a global platform that champions millennial thought leaders who are transforming the landscape of health wellness entrepreneurship personal freedom epic impact and really, like I said, reshaping what it truly means to live a fit life and what it truly means to be able to create moving forward and innovate moving forward. And that all rests on the foundation of impact.
0: Yeah. So definitely check out Jeremy's fitlifeentrepreneur.com or you have a shorter domain for that, Jeremy?
1: Yes. For those of us that can't spell entrepreneur, it's teamfle.com. So Team F L E com. Cool. So go
0: check that out. It'll be in the show notes, of course, in case you're driving or in the middle of your workout right now or very cool. Yeah. And I remember our talk about that and it was just amazing to hear what you had in mind. And let's talk a little bit about health, fitness, what it means to success in our life, to finding fulfillment, to being a good businessman, because I know you have a journey there. I saw your before and after pictures, which were really impressive. And -hmm. then let's talk about what you're going to be covering in your tech talk, because that just blew me away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in terms of health and fitness and really being able to take care of the one thing that's going to be able to allow you to have impact and allow you to move forward. One of the things that Richard Branson talks about is the most important thing for him is being able to, you know, be fit and healthy and be able to be on this earth long enough to have that type of epic impact. And, you know, when I think of epic, it's everlasting purpose-driven impact and change. It's you being able to really create something very profound that creates a legacy of what you've been able to leave behind. And all that, that really starts with, you being healthy enough to be able to have that type of impact. And I think when it comes to the importance of that, it cannot be overstated. I think that is definitely the foundation because your physical health is going to be a foundation of your mental health and your mentality and your mindset. It really all comes from the same thing, right? So being able to have that physical health is absolutely critical it's going to make you sharper it's going to make you more productive it's going to make you happier it's going to allow you to live longer feel better look healthier and just be happy so that cannot be overstated absolutely when it comes to the TED talk yeah I mean I'm actually putting some stuff together I'm actually going to be I'm putting together something to speak at the NorCal and so Northern California Fitness Summit in May I think sometime next year really cool event they bring in a lot of fitness professionals and stuff like that So I'm kind of putting together exactly what I would like to talk in my next TED Talk about, which is really touching on the innovative technologies that are going to drive us forward when it comes to overall health. And I talk about transforming the landscape of health and wellness. This really comes down through the technology. And I don't know if this recently came out, actually, about, I can't remember her name, but she created a device where it's like with one swab of blood and this like handheld device. It's like the size of an iPhone. She can test like 30 or 40 different diseases out of one little drop of blood. So that technology exists now. You can get a better diagnosis in the palm of your hand than you can you know, potentially with some of the best doctors in the world within seconds. So, I mean, that technology is here, and it's only going to be exponentially growing moving forward. And I think it's vital for fitness professionals, health and wellness coaches, and people in this space to really recognize the role that you play when it comes to truly transforming the landscape of health and wellness and preventative measures of health, I think it's absolutely critical. And, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about, for example, Brian O'Rourke is somebody that I really look up to in terms of innovative ideas in the realm of fitness, health, and wellness. And, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, things like embedded technology and really merging the digital world with the physical You know, so being able to merge in in terms of business, being able to merge digital realm with your brick and mortar business. You know, Chuck Runyon, uh, Anytime Fitness owner, he actually talks about this, about merging digital with the brick and mortar. And uh, it's so absolutely critical because the bottom line is every single one of you, if you own a business big, big or small, you're competing on a global scale whether you like it or not. And, you know, Peter Diamandis talks about this. He has an amazing book called Abundance, which I would highly recommend. But he talks about this. You know, if you're not disrupting yourself, then somebody else is definitely going to do it for you. And so even if that means the level of innovation is coming from beyond your organization, you know so relying on innovation even within your own business is going to be futile you're not going to last and it's going to and it won't sustain itself so you know this is why someone like myself is so incredibly valuable to these, to companies like these is because I'm able to expand those creative ideas and open revenue generating opportunities that have never been imagined and provide the systems for adaptability and sustainability that you really are going to need to have moving forward and you know even if you have less investment capital let's say you're a small startup there are still options and that's what people need to realize again the all the abundance you could ever possibly imagine is truly in front of you because the opportunities of crowdfunding of crowdsourcing you know ideas you know credit and charge card opportunities i mean you have so many things and tools to truly be able to get you off the ground and it's simply just you being able to recognize that and take advantage of the opportunities that are right in front of you
0: yeah so true and i'm glad you brought up that book by the abundance book I've interviewed Stephen Kotler. I have not gotten... What's the other guy's name again? Peter Diamandis. Diamandis, right. I have yeah. trouble with his last name. Peter Diamandis. Yeah. That yeah. book will be in the show notes as well. So you can go and check it out. I definitely recommend Anything by Stephen Kotler. And Peter Diamandis sounds amazing. And they did the book together,
1: I I believe. He has a lot of videos on YouTube. So Peter, he does a lot of the speeches and stuff like that. So he did a lot of the PR stuff. And he's just incredible when it comes to listening to him talk.
0: Excellent. So I'll definitely have that on. And it's just amazing hearing you speak about this stuff. So things are just going to change more health and technology, medical technology. It's just going to explode. It's going to get more effective, but also like like you said, in the palm of our hand in something yep. the size of an iPhone, we're going to be able to test for diseases. And it's just amazing. So fitness trainers aren't necessarily going to go by the wayside. We'll still need some people to design programs and to teach exercises, huh?
1: Oh, absolutely. But I think it's not, instead of just simply designing programs and exercises, I think you're designing life transformations. I think you're really creating a much wider impact than simply teaching somebody how to lift a dumbbell. You really need to be able to branch out in terms of your mindset of what's truly possible and what you represent in the equation. And, you know, somebody who, again, can essentially transform somebody's life in a very profound way, I believe, really has the responsibility And should have the desire and the dedication and the passion behind it and the integrity to say, how can I truly impact this person's life so that they are rapidly transformed in a very profound way moving forward?
0: Jeremy, what you just said there is the reason I started this podcast in online business. I saw so many people who are financially successful, but they came to me and they had all these other things going on. And it's like, man... I really need to sit you, we need to take a break from the deadlifts and just sit down and talk about what it is that you really want to accomplish, where you are in your life and where you see yourself. Because when you do that, I feel like the exercise gets easier too. It's more purpose-driven instead of just, I'm going to do it for my health or my wife's going to divorce me if I don't take care of myself, you know? (laughs) So it's great to hear that. Jeremy, I feel like we've left out the people who may be working for other people right now or who may not be entrepreneurs. What do you have to say to the guy who's listening to all this and just like, you know, it sounds really cool and maybe I want to be an entrepreneur, but Mm -hmm. I work for someone right now. I work in a corporation or in some type of small business. What does this stuff have to do with that guy?
1: So I think it's about listening to the really the premise of what, kind of we're talking about here, which, yes, it has a lot to do with entrepreneurship and really kind of expanding your horizon and being able to get out in the world and create this impact. But you can absolutely do that if you do have a job or if you do work for someone or whatever. I mean, there's ways to create that impact no matter what position you're in. But again, focusing on the premise of this, which is it comes down to an elite, abundant mindset of what you truly can create in your life and kind of like what I talked in my TED Talk, which is, you know, really shifting your perception of what is possible and your level of potential in life because that's going to truly drive your inspiration each and every day of, okay, am I going to get up for work today and am I going to make the biggest impact that I possibly can? Or is this just going to be another day where it's like, I hate my life and I don't even want to go to work and I'm like, you know, waiting for five o'clock to come around so I can just go home and, you know, end up sleeping. And it's just, you know, you in the, you put yourself in this, this cycle and um, you can absolutely have an impact. And to be honest with you, and this is something kind of an entrepreneurial principle, which is, you know, if you're not good at something or if it's not serving you and it's it's not serving your genius, if you will, then you outsource it or you pass it along. You know, one of the foundational principles of really being an incredible entrepreneur is allowing yourself to let go. You know, Richard Branson talks about this all the time, which is allowing yourself to become the CEO and get away from kind of the manager position, if you will. And I think you can apply that principle into really what path you go down in life. So, for example, if your genius is not being an entrepreneur, then don't call yourself an entrepreneur and try to be an entrepreneur. You know, be the best manager that you possibly can be and be the manager of the best, most impactful company that you possibly can find. Or, you know, maybe you partner with somebody that creates that company and then you manage their business operations, whatever it might be. Focus on your genius, which is the one thing that you do better than anyone else in the world and that you know for a fact that you're going to be able to get the result every single time that you do it, that's your genius. Focus on that. And if that's not entrepreneurship, if that's not starting businesses and you know passing them along to more qualified people, then be one of those more qualified people that entrepreneurs pass their business along to. But yeah, don't settle for just a job just to say that you have a job and because you're not sure where else to go always be progressing. And if you're in a job position right now that has a ceiling on it, and you feel like you can do more, by all means, go do more. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to become an entrepreneur or that you have to start your own business or anything like that. Yeah,
0: that's great advice for the guy who's listening who doesn't, right, is not an entrepreneur. So it's really what you said, Jeremy, is find what you're amazing at, your genius, as you said, and apply that, whether that's in an entrepreneurial situation or working for someone else and make sure whatever it is that you're doing, you are, it's passion for you. It's something that you're excited to. It's a group that you're excited to be a part of a business you're excited to be a part of and yeah. And always progress.
1: Absolutely. And I think the bottom line is, you know, we're all in this together and we all support each other in many different ways and we all have value to provide to each other. So again, you know, if you are someone who wants to work for Richard Branson or whatever, I mean, hell, what do you have to lose? Like reach out and see what happens. And if it's not like you're going to out entrepreneur, you know, Mark Cuban or, you know, Richard Branson or somebody, but if it means working for them or running one of their businesses and then do that because you're adding enormous value. You're progressing, you're progressing, Again, you're progressing the human experience in a very profound way, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an entrepreneur to do that. You know, I have a lot of people on my team who it's like, goodness, I don't know what I would do without them. They are so supportive and very, very impactful when it comes to my businesses, and they mean the world to me. And yeah, they have just as much of an impact on my businesses as I do as the leading entrepreneur, if you will. So I think it's critical to recognize the value that each of us has to be able to really move the train forward.
0: Yeah, that's amazing advice, Jeremy. And you're such a motivational guy. I get pumped up just, I mean, the first time we talked, I was like, whoa, this guy has got me like fired up right now. And uh, listening to everything about the technology of the future when it comes to medical care and what you're doing with fitness professionals. So definitely make sure you go to Jeremy's website, jeremybelotti.com, fitlifeentrepreneur.com or teamfle.com and make sure you check out Jeremy's TED Talk. It's very good, he goes into his story and talks a little bit more about his personal journey and a friend of his who had a very bad situation. It's just a great TED Talk and a lot of wisdom in it, a lot of knowledge and a lot of applicable things that you can take away and apply to your life right away. Jeremy, something I hear about a lot is oh, you need to have a three year, a five year plan. And you had something very interesting to say about setting goals and having like long term plans, looking at five years into the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's actually a couple of things. Barbara Cochran, if you're familiar with Shark Tank, she has an incredible quote that talks about, you know, she hates entrepreneurs that have detailed plans. Another one is from Tim Ferriss. He talks about if you started a business with a perfect plan, then you started too late. Um, And one of the things that I've always talked about, you talk about the question of where do you see yourself in five years, what's your five year plan, all this stuff. And my answer to that has always been really the same thing, which is I want to be somewhere in five years that I never could have thought imaginable at this moment in time,
0: Wow! because
1: I don't want to have that level of clarity in terms of my plan. I want to have the level of clarity and the vision towards my purpose which is much more important, being able to have a purpose and a direction, and that being your unwavering, your undeniable goal, is to follow that purpose and to follow that path. Now, wherever that might lead you in terms of, again, connections, people you might meet along the way, opportunities that might come across, follow those and take them to create new things and really be able to expand creative ideas. But... To have a plan and to say, I'm going to be at this specific place at this specific time in five years or whatever, I mean, you, don't even, you can't even plan for the next week considering the level of technology and innovation and everything like that. So you need to be able to embrace and adapt. I think that those are the keys really to success moving forward in the 21st century is innovative adaptation, really, if you will
0: innovative adaptation. And Jeremy, (laughs) that's cool. And that answer you gave about where do you see yourself in a few years, that is so amazing. And I'll tell you why, because a year ago, before I started this podcast, I would have not been able to predict any of this stuff that has happened, the people that I met, the business opportunities that I've gotten as a result. What comes to my mind when you say that you at this level cannot even begin to see what will happen Provided you're taking consistent action towards your purpose and all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. I would even go deeper than that and say that you do not want to know. Okay. It's not that that you can't. I would almost say that you don't want to know. Because for example, let's say that you knew and you just had it clear in your mind that you're going to be doing what you're doing right now in a year or two ago. You may not have taken some of the steps and the risks that you took to be able to get where you are now because you might have said, ooh, I want to get to this point on the mountain, you know, this point on the mountaintop. Uh, I don't know if I want to take that big of a risk to be able to do that. And what you end up doing is not allowing yourself to truly adapt and embrace opportunities that are really going to be able to catapult you to truly the impact and what you want to create. So, again, I would almost go deeper and say that you don't want to know. Focus on your purpose, focus on the direction that you are dedicated towards, focus on that path, and then be adaptable. Like Bruce Lee says, be water, right? I love that. Oh my gosh, that video (laughs) is incredible, you know? He's like smacking uh, ping pong balls with nunchucks and everything. (laughs) It's insane, right? Yeah,
0: Uh, and just his philosophy too, besides his physical, amazing physical abilities, it's just like, wow, that guy really knew what life was about, what living life was about.
1: He knew what living his purpose was about. He just got it. And that's what it's about. It's about being able to really dedicate yourself to the purpose and the direction, not the plan.
0: Yeah, I love that. And. If you're a single guy and you're on a date and a girl asks you a silly question, like, where do you see yourself in whatever, five years, three years, just go back and listen to this interview. Listen to what Jeremy (laughs) said and repeat it verbatim. Exactly. uh,
1: You're going to know very very quickly if this is the woman that you should be with or not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it, man. I like it. All right, cool. And it was just awesome having you on. So Jeremy, that was super insightful, super inspirational, and what last words do you have to the listeners to get them fired up, to start figuring out who they are, to start connecting with more people, to start being a part of something that they're passionate about?
1: It's definitely take action. Take action now, don't waste minutes. You don't have the time, whether you're 20 or 50 or 60, whatever it is, do not waste minutes. You don't get to do that. Take action towards what your purpose truly is and you know the bottom line is you know regurgitated ideas mixed with a little bit of passion is mental masturbation essentially and without action without being able to truly put the building blocks together you're never going to be able to create that catapult that's going to really allow you to find your purpose and to find the impact that you truly can have. So it's take action right now, get off the couch, get out of your car, whatever you're doing right now, make the decision to move forward, to take action on creating the impact that you deserve to have. I love it.
0: Powerfully stated. Jeremy, thanks so much for being on the show, sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and most importantly, your time, my friend. It was absolutely. a pleasure connecting with you, and I look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Dude, absolutely. Pleasure's on mine. Thanks, You've reached the end of another episode of The Man Project.
0: Connect with us at manprojectpodcast.com. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free tools. See you next episode.